Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? For the here and now, I, I want to start selling out Salah Stadium before we, we kind of jump ship off the Aviva. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Delighted to say we're turning to rugby now and Alan Quinlan is on the line. Good morning to you, Quinny. Morning, lads. How are you? Good. We had a bit of an agenda stuff to speak about. Then we got sidetracked at the top of the show talking about Mac Hansen and me being impressed with him. at the uh, Seeing him twice at the Aviva over the last couple of months, twice for Connacht, being very impressed with him again. He's obviously doing his stuff for Ireland. I'm wondering aloud as to whether he should make the trip at some point south that uh, maybe a fit with Munster would be a good, uh, a good career move for him. Well, he's good enough to play with any of the provinces, I think. Uh, yeah, he's been brilliant. I've been really impressed with him myself. I think he's... Uh, He's not just a good footballer, but an intelligent rugby player as well. And um, he has that ambition to to attack. And someone who, uh, you know, the the if you go and watch him, you're you're excited by what he wants to try and do in a game. And uh, he's done brilliant. He'd be uh, certainly a nice fit. But if you be very careful here, you get get in trouble with all the kind of. Well, I was going to ask you: Is is are we still? That. I look at they'll, 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 Owen has been stirring them up earlier on one way or the other despite there was no uh, slide coming from my direction but are we still in a position on that point of the best players leaving Connacht um, I don't know I don't know I think it's a crucial um, it's a crucial situation from coming up this year um, if they don't make the playoffs or they don't make Europe um, it probably starts that it probably starts that debate again, doesn't it? That um, the possibility of, of players looking outside of, of Connacht, um, particularly if they're young players and they've got some some elevation and, and um, attention from from other clubs. But um, I think it's the last thing. It's the last thing that, that Andy Friend or anyone in Connacht would want to hear that players are starting to think that way. But the reality is, you know. Bar 2016, you know, what they did in the, the Pro 14 at the time, which was phenomenal. Um, they've got to be in the mix for competitions and, and, and at the latter stages. And unfortunately, this year is probably going to peter out for them. Um, so you're always going to be vulnerable and open to, to other clubs picking off some of your best players. So, it, you know, if I was a comic player and Leinster came knocking, like what happened with Robbie Henshaw or Monster. You're gonna you're gonna think about it, um, but I think they're building something which is really important, and that's that's the draw. I think the atmosphere is really good. Some very good young coaches in there with Andy Friend as well, and um, but I think preseason is can come quick enough for them. Um, I know they'll try and finish in a high and go to South Africa and win their games there, but if they don't make Europe and don't make the playoffs, then it will be it'll end up being a very disappointing season for them. Interim for the Six Nations on Sunday and it's in England at Welford Road and the fixture that drives fear I suppose into the um, coaches and, and management ahead of the game the toughest game of the championship number one team in the world they're ruthless they're skillful it's a bit of a hiding to nothing isn't it? <coughs> Excuse me yeah um, yes it is it's a uh, it's a very difficult situation because uh, they're not going to openly say that they're going to lose the game but um that's that's the reality unless something extraordinary happens um it's a very difficult situation and you've got to try and block that out as a team um they've got to find uh some sort of performance themselves um i think obviously the, there was a lot of improvements against italy um but italy are dis- different prospects um 
England have scored 31 tries in the first three games which spells big trouble for Ireland on Sunday because um, they've been so powerful, um, aggressive and probably ruthless is the word, Adrian. Um, they, they've been putting teams away. They have, I think it's 21 tests in a row they've won now or 22 tests in a row. Um, they've not lost in a couple of years. So they're very, very ruthless in, in their approach to all these games. And if you look at the first three results, you know, they've put... 57 points on Scotland, 74 on Italy and 58 on Wales. So they're big scorelines. So that's where we're at on Sunday. Um, Welford Road brings back good memories for me. I was talking to Neve, Neve Briggs about it during the week um, and it's a great place to play. Um, there's going to be a big crowd there for them on Sunday. But all they can do, you know, you can't really... Of course, they'll have to analyse the English side and see and look at their strengths and know their players inside out, all their individuals, and that's part and parcel of your of your analysis. But they've got to try and focus on themselves and when they have the ball themselves, what they do, how they you know manage the set piece battle. Um, England have been very very dominant there, scrum and line out against teams. Their mall has been very powerful as well. So um, it's a tough Astrum, but a great challenge as well. You know, it's a great challenge for them. And for them to try and just focus on themselves is probably the key. It sounds very obvious, but they've got to make sure that if they get a couple of opportunities that they try and take them and uh, and really test themselves physically because this is this is kind of the top of the game, isn't it? This is the, the very, very top here where England are at. And, you know, if the Irish team are aspiring to, to, to grow and get stronger, well, they're, they're going up front and up close and personal with the with probably the best team in the world. It's surely not a sustainable situation where Ireland lose their best backs regularly for massive games. If they're going to have any chance of beating England over the next little while, they're going to need their best players available in all positions. And this isn't the first time that obviously Sevens um, have needed players. And obviously it's uh, something that the, the RFU will say is that there's more money around it and, and it's a more necessary requirement at the moment. But if we get into the next couple of years, Alan, what would you like to see as a solution to this situation? Is it, is it, a, is just, it a situation where... Just more players, more players on and uh, more, more depth. And then... Um, you know, we all knew before the start of the competition that this was this was something that was going to happen. Um, so it's it's difficult for Ireland when they're losing a couple of players to the sevens again. Uh, but I think there's nothing you can do about it now. I think it's about more depth and um, and strengthening both sevens and fifteens. That there's enough of players there. Um, some, of course, will cross over at times because uh, and that will continue to happen. But the more depth you have, and that's part of the review process and the report has come out is to try and strengthen both both sevens and fifteens and uh, but it's certainly not ideal to lose some of your best players and your most attacking players um, with a trip to England. But is the crossover sustainable, Alan? Like having to cross over players in the long term? I, mean. I, I don't know. I don't know because it depends. It's you know it's it's difficult. I think you're jumping from one team to the other at uh, different tournaments. Um, probably not on. Um, unless um, you know depends on the diary and the schedule and the fixtures and all that kind of stuff um, probably not and I, do, I think ultimately where they want to get to is probably to have that quality and that depth in, in both 7s and 15s to be able to cope and, uh, and not to rely on one or the other and waiting I think it's not an ideal situation for, for the head coach Greg McWilliams to be in this situation but 
you know, if there's a superstar in the sevens that can play some of the 15, 15s matches at certain times, I, of course that that's um, you'd be foolish not to not to utilize that and go with that. But I think ultimately you want to get enough depth in in, in both. So it's going to be a tug of war at some point over these players if the 15s does make progress and the report that we saw at the start of the Six Nations comes to fruition and the 15s start to make progress again there will there will be a battle for, for some of these players you'd suspect even though they're run by the same organisation yeah and they've got to figure that out um, I think it's um, it's 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 a, it's a tricky situation and I think if you as, as I said if you can get enough of players quality players and upskilled and the improvements that they're trying to achieve in the women's game um, that that makes it less lesser of a problem, if you know what I mean. But like jumping from one to the other, I think is is a little bit counterproductive for the development as well. If you're the complete player who can, um, you know, play 15s very very comfortably, I think it's probably easier go. I got to be very careful here. I only played sevens once, but I would suspect it's a bit easier to go from 15s to sevens if you're a really athletic, quick, skillful player. Someone like Mac Hansen that we're talking about, he's a brilliant 15s player. I think he could slip over to sevens and be be outstanding at it. Um, but the other way, I think because of the set piece stuff, um, the, the breakdown uh, challenges that you have, it's probably a bit more trickier. But look, it's something they've got to try and figure out. And I think one way without making it, you know, telling anybody what to do, I think is if you have more players, then it, it eases that burden a little bit of, of using having to use both. Uh, we better get a quick word on Munster before we let you let you away. Sometimes a bit of a lull after the Heineken Cup games can set in, but um, a lot on the line at, uh, in Belfast tonight. There is a lot of, on the line, um, and I think, yeah, well, you know, for Ulster, um, it's a kind of a tricky situation for them because of losing last week, and there's maybe a narrative there that they'll be badly hurt and it'll be hard to pick themselves up. I think there's no better way to, than than getting rid of a, of a really disappointing loss and a heartbreaking loss than, than beating one of your biggest rivals the week after. So there'll be an incredible determination from, from Ulster to beat to beat Munster at home. I don't think they've lost three games in a row since... It's 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 a good number of years since they've lost three games in a row at, um, in the league. They lost last week in Europe, but they lost their two games in South Africa as well. So... Um, they'll be very, very determined to bounce back. There's no Dwayne from Mullen. Um, I've said this in the last couple of weeks. They've signed him for big European games. That's where, and I think he was outstanding in Toulouse and brilliant last week. His whole presence um, is just phenomenal. And I think he's he's brought them another level. And I think the competition and the way they've competed has been very impressive because they've limped out of Europe a few times, whereas this time they were very, very unlucky. So, what Dan McFarlane has done is, is, has been really impressive. Some mistakes in that game last week just cost him. But for Munster, you know, they're down to the bare bones, aren't they, really? With, with you know, the, I was just thinking, wouldn't you love to be going to Belfast now with, with Gavin Coombs and Tyburn, Andrew Conway, Dave Kilcoyne? Um, and I think that, they, you know, having those guys even back this week would be a huge boost for Munster. But you know, Peter Amani and Zebo are gone out of the team now. Um, whatever kind of knocks they picked up, um, it's a very, very tough game for Munster. And they sit fourth on 47 points. Very realistically, if they lose, well, it's a reality. If they lose tonight, they could easily be down to seventh or eighth. Um, Edinburgh are on seventh on 44 points, and they're 
they're um, you know they they have a home game or they're playing uh, Benetton this weekend I think and um, it's uh, the Sharks the Stormers the Bulls they all have home games as well so I think it's um, it's 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 a situation that Munster very very obviously need 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 to win this game Edinburgh have Zebra at home so they're going to win that so they're going to kind of probably get five points and jump up to 49 the Stormers depends what the Sharks do against Leinster but um, the Stormers played Glasgow at home as well so this, the South African teams it's it's incredible that they're going to be in the playoffs and they're probably three of them going to be in Europe next year so Munster's games le- that they've left are against home to Cardiff and away to Leinster so with three games left I think they have to win two games to make sure that um, not alone are they in the playoffs, but to be in with any chance of of having a home quarter final, which is a tall order at this stage. But um, it's a very tough game for them, and as I said, both sides will be desperate to win this game tonight. Yeah, and Ulster especially so after what happened uh, last weekend. Quinny, thanks, William. Enjoy the games. Cheers. Thanks, Ed. Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? For the here and now, I, I want to start selling out Salah Stadium before we we kind of jump ship on the Aviva. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.